Greetings, friends, and welcome back to Catechesis. In Lesson 22, we will be considering Baptist Catechism Question 26, which asks this very important question, What offices doth Christ execute as our Redeemer? And the answer is that Christ, as our Redeemer, executeth the offices of a prophet, of a priest, and of a king, both in his state of humiliation and exaltation. Let me say some introductory remarks, and here it would be helpful, I think, to have your catechism out in front of you. Uh, Perhaps you have one of those little black books that contains the confession in the front and the catechism in the back, and I would invite you to open up to question 24 and to notice that questions 24 through 31 are all about the Redeemer of God's elect. Questions 24 through 25 address who this Redeemer is. Questions 27 through 29 will address what this Redeemer has accomplished for us. And questions 30 through 31 will address how Christ accomplished our redemption, namely in his humiliation and exaltation. But our question for this week, question 26, really does set the stage for questions 27 through 31. It introduces the idea of the threefold offices of Christ, and it does also introduce the concept that he accomplished our redemption both through humiliation and exaltation. Again, uh, questions 27 through 29 are addressing what it is that Christ has accomplished as our Redeemer, and that is answered in the terms of the threefold offices of Christ. A really wonderful concept to, to lay a hold of here. And so let's go through the catechism question for this week, question 26, piece by piece. Christ, as our Redeemer, executeth the offices, our catechism begins. When you hold an office, you have certain duties to perform. That is the thing to be recognized here. Someone who holds the office of elder within Christ's church has certain duties to perform, certain responsibility, certain tasks. The same is true for the office of deacon, and we might even uh, mention offices in the civil realm. Uh, Someone who holds the office of president uh, has certain duties to perform, or governor, uh, so on and so forth. Under the old Mosaic covenant, and here we're talking about under the uh, period of time of the Old Testament, Three offices were predominant. We find there in the Old Testament scriptures and under the Old Covenant, prophets, priests, and kings. And each of these offices played an important role in the kingdom of God as it was prefigured in ancient Israel. Uh, The Old Testament scriptures spoke of a coming Christ who would function as a prophet, priest, and king. In other words, uh, though certain men held these offices under the Old Covenant, uh, when we pay careful attention to the Old Testament scriptures and the way that they spoke and speak concerning the coming Christ, uh, we see that the Christ would fulfill all of these offices. All of them would be uh, fulfilled by one man, namely uh, the Messiah or the Christ. 
Uh, this Messiah or Christ would be the prophet, the priest, and the king. And so we would do well to think of the work that Christ has accomplished in terms of these three offices. And this will help us to think more broadly and clearly concerning all that a Christ has accomplished for his elect. In Christ, and here's the thing I want you to notice, we have more than the forgiveness of sins. We have that, but we have so much more. Uh, he is more than just uh, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, for example. Um, no, more than this, he is the prophet, priest, and king. And in each of these offices, he has accomplished certain things for his people. Of a prophet, um, we are told, he has executed the offices of a prophet. Uh, and here I will only read Acts 3.22 just to introduce this idea to you. Uh, these are concepts that will be developed further in the following questions and answers in our catechism. But in Acts 3.22, we read that Moses said, The Lord God will rise up for you, a prophet like me, from your brothers. You shall listen to him in whatever he tells you. And here, of course, um, the point is that Christ is that prophet. There were many prophets who arose under the Old Covenant. Uh, we read about them in the Old Testament scriptures. But Moses himself um, was told by the Lord, and this was revealed to the people, that a prophet like him would arise from amongst uh, the Israelite people. And to them, they were to listen. This is speaking of the Christ who would eventually emerge from, from Israel and who would speak with utmost authority the word of God. We are also told that Christ executed the office or fulfilled the office of a priest. And here I will read only Hebrews 5, 6 to you just to introduce this concept here the writer to the Hebrews says, as he says also in another place, you are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. And here the writer to the Hebrews is making this point that uh, Jesus the Christ is this priest, not after the order of Aaron or Levi, but after the order of Melchizedek, that somewhat mysterious figure to whom Abraham himself offered a tenth. And so the writer to the Hebrews is establishing that Christ is the priest. Uh, he is uh, the one who makes intercession in the most significant and substantial way for his people. And then lastly, our catechism says that Christ has executed or fulfilled the offices or the office of a king. Uh, Psalm 2.6 says, As for me, I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill. Now, uh, this is taking just one verse out of uh, the whole psalm there, and this is taking just one verse out of the Old Testament scriptures. And indeed, there are many scriptures that speak of a king uh, who will be the greatest of kings. In fact, the king of kings and the Lord of lords, one like David, uh, but greater than David. Indeed, this one would be uh, called the Lord and was called the Lord by David himself, the greatest of Israel's kings. And so there was this constant expectation 
that in due time a king would arise who is the king of kings and lord of lords and the new testament is clear that king is jesus the christ now in the following questions and answers we will begin to consider well what has christ done for us as the prophet and as the priest and as the king in each of these offices what exactly has he accomplished on behalf of his people and uh, we learn some wonderful things about what it is that Christ has done for us in these particular roles. Um, it is very encouraging, in fact, uh, to see once again, to put it simply, that in Christ we have more than just the forgiveness of our sins. Uh, no, we also have uh, the revelation of God the Father to us. We also have a great mediator. Um, through whom we can come to the Father with boldness and with confidence. He is the one who offered up not just the, bl the blood of bulls and goats, but his own blood so that our sins might be actually and forever atoned for. Uh, he is our great king who has conquered all of our enemies. Indeed, he has subdued even ourselves so that we might come to bow the knee before him and call him Lord. I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit here, and we're getting into these future questions, but... Uh, here is the section that we are now entering into. We are considering Christ in his threefold office of prophet, priest, and king. But then our catechism uh, question and answer, question 26, uh, ends with uh, this little phrase, both in his state of humiliation and exaltation. And as I said, uh, this is preparing the way for questions 30 and 31 which will address uh, the question, well, how did Christ accomplish our redemption? Uh, we will see that he came uh, not at first as a, a great and mighty conquering king, but he first came in a humble state, born in a manger, subject to all of the miseries of this life, to death itself. He was placed into the grave even in humiliation, uh, but he did not remain there. From there he was raised, and from there he was exalted to the highest place, to the right hand of God the Father himself. And so here um, we are just introduced to some wonderful, wonderful uh, concepts uh, that Christ is our prophet, priest, and king, both in his humiliation and exaltation. And through this process, uh, through the incarnation, uh, he did accomplish our redemption, which has so many varied and wonderful aspects to it. In these things, brothers and sisters, uh, we are to rejoice. Until next time, abide in Christ. <laughs>